0: My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Helm 4 Widow This is a podcast where our guest and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Michelle. How are you doing today? Very well. How about you? Well, uh, I, I admit in being late to the recording for the sake of me getting myself dinner, but the good news is that I did remember to eat, so I'm counting that as a victory. Woo! In this period of time where nothing means anything anymore, Exactly. remember to eat meals, people. I was wondering if uh, if the podcasts are like timed, but yeah, we're in we're in COVID land right now, so time is oh, meaningless. Yeah. yeah. So, like... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's. I try to generally like record pretty close to when like episodes come out and stuff. It's not nearly as bad as on my Glee podcast, where, <laughs> where we currently have at least six episodes banked right now just because we we got real into recording before we were able to actually release episodes so nice nice. if it makes you feel better i've released i just made frozen fan art for the first time and now i'm allowed to watch frozen 2 because i finally made the frozen one fan art but uh it is 2020 and uh i think that movie came out in 2013 so hey time has no time has no meaning you're fine michelle Time has no meaning everything is great yes (laughs) oh yeah i'm michelle i don't know if i said that i'm michelle nice to meet you all (laughs) yeah um so we're not here to actually we're not here to talk about frozen although if anyone has their frozen ocs if people make ocs for frozen sure why not come on the show uh but we are here to talk about your oc uh who are we talking about today michelle uh, we are talking about the main character of my web comic. She's a character named Mavia, and this is a web comic that. See, I first started doing little sketches in twenty in two thousand eight, probably. Gosh. Okay. Okay. To date myself, um, and then I think I posted the first page of the prologue in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look in. In this in this podcast, we respect a long gestating project. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. Like in order, also to date myself, low. So I graduated high school in two thousand eight. Went into college two thousand eight, and that's the year Dark Knight came out. Yeah, and oh boy, that movie. Whew! I was I was really lucky at my college. The comic book club was incredibly welcoming. Um, and they were like, oh my gosh, welcome to liking Batman, borrow all my comics. And it was all obsessive behavior from there, you know, as one does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yay. So, uh, so you started the webcomic in 2012, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been ongoing since then? Correct. Um, okay. and so my friend, uh, my other artist friends, you know it's always good to have community, um, oh, yeah, warned me that, you know, web comics was gonna be like art boot camp, and that was incredibly true, uh, like, he mm-hmm. was like, oh my god, you're gonna have to draw building, you're gonna have to, have to draw backgrounds, oh my god, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. that was, it's been a, an awesome experience, and also, like, you know, I go in, oh, you always have the pipe dream that you'll be famous, but Doing the webcomic, and especially because I'm taking so long, I'm always going in with the expectation that if not a single soul ever lays eyes upon it, I would still like to do it because I'm having a good time making it. So that's been my my attitude for this process. (laughs) Michelle, I think you have grasped something that is... uh, monumental to being a healthy artist uh, (laughs) is oftentimes speaking from experience here not taught in art school (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah so so kudos to you for for sticking with it especially for you know so long (laughs) oh yeah that's another thing um so most webcomic artists it's something i really want to work on um, but look, so most web comics that I follow will do once a week or twice a week if they're very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'd like to achieve one day, but like when I first started making it, I was like, eh, cause I was, you know, I'm, it was in engineering school for a long time while I was starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started, I was like, eh, some, I, it can be two months between pages, but it gets there eventually, just like as long as it takes. After that I I my current speed after chapter 2 was a page a month which was good with um and but I'm on a yeah. hiatus between chapter 3 and I would love to be able to maybe do a page a week or maybe a page every 2 weeks if we're going like that but ooh, yeah, the comics that is boot camp you got to do it so yeah that's my I mean, new goals yeah <laughs> I I have no experience personally in making web comics but from what I understand the way the the way to get faster at doing things more consistently is simply practice practice practice. Yep, it's the worst like silver bullet ever. It's grind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there there is no aside from the route of hire someone to do the parts of the job that you find most tedious so that way then you're both working on something that the other one finds tedious. Um, aside from that, there's no easy way to like get real good at things real fast. You gotta work Hashtag at it goals. good heavens, nice, I like it yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so all of this is to say that um you have obviously you have this long running history with Mafia. Mm-hmm. so would you like to talk about how she came into being as a character what was what was her like what was the idea that sparked her existence? That sure. was extreme that was extremely like flowery language. We loved it. And I, I was like <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I know I'm no Chris Claremont, but that was that was more <laughs> that was crazier than I expected. I'm all about it. He's um, great. <laughs> Let's see though. Um so I was I was lucky to have creative friends, but I was always way too self-conscious to make direct self-inserts. Because also my friends were too clever and they'd be like, Michelle, that's you, I'm like shut up, no doesn't. Like <laughs> Um, oh, I'd, I'd like to travel back in time and tell your friends that having a self-insert is absolutely not the worst way to interact with fiction. <laughs> they probably weren't even being judgmental. I was just very, very insecure about it. I was like, no, no, no. My OC is cool. Really cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But yeah. Um, So this character was basically, I like the word pureeing, but lots of different things kind of sizzling in the brain for years until it mm-hmm. become comes emerges fully formed but yeah um i was big into naruto and avatar the last airbender mm-hmm. um so those are heavy influences um but also uh my mom fr- uh, my mom teaches communications um she teaches math mm-hmm. media law and stuff um but did you ever see those documentaries killing us softly and now it's called misrepresentation But it's... No. I can't say that I have. No worries. It's a series of documentaries that basically talk about how women are portrayed in media.
1: Mm -hmm. And, like, you know,
0: my mom's been showing us the VHS tapes since I was born, basically. Um, Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it was good to learn. But uh, one of the things that we learned from a really young age was the media is is racist and sexist. And I was like, great. But child brain... Uh, you know, was very optimistic and said, when I am more famous than J.K. Rowling, I will simply have a black woman main character, and that will fix that. Boom. No problem. Yeah. Channel brains are wonderful things. Also, I was- Harry Potter was first obsession. Good job, Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's- the death of the author, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um- Gosh, but yeah, so, but I had this idea of a black female main character, Mm -hmm. um, and then as I got, you know, started combining my obsessions of Naruto and Avatar The Last Airbender, um, and also, God, you know, my first big kid novel was The Black Stallion. were, Were you a horse girl at all? Uh, I was, but I don't know if I ever read The Black Stallion. I think it was more of a uh black beauty and Missy of shinko tea course girl oh heck yeah those are good also oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah but like so black stallion was just in my like elementary school library mm-hmm. um and i don't know if there's a word for weeaboo but about saudi arabia because that book the plot is that this magical black stallion is arabian from saudi arabia and this little white boy has to go to arabia because of reasons, like yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure that there's probably a term for it. Probably, but I, yeah. So I, under, I understand what what the word is that we're missing here. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, let's, what other influences were there? Um, then I moved to Los Angeles and got really inspired because I went out there for school, and mm-hmm. I was just super inspired by the fact that it was right. It was to be two hours away from. The nothing of the desert, mountains, the ocean, and city. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that it was this strange ecosystem. And I love that. Um, And then Batman came out in 2008. And I thought that was the best thing that ever happened in the world. Dark Knight to be specific. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually never seen... I've never seen any of the Nolan Batman movies. And at this point, like... I understand kind of what goes on in them. Like I know about, you know, Heath Ledger and everything. But at this oh, point yeah, it's almost yeah. a it's almost a point of pride that I haven't seen it. Like exactly. I had Yeah I <laughs> had like I had like two guys get into a really heated discussion in my Twitter mentions one time about which <laughs> nice song. about which Nolan Batman movie was the best. And at one point they were comparing them to Hattori Hanzo Swords and I was like what? <laughs> None of you realized that you should have untagged me when you started this <laughs> comment war. So it's like, what's the most polite way to say, "Shoo"? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's called when you're replying to something. Everyone, please remember to untag the people that you're not directly speaking to. Exactly. Hashtag Twitter etiquette. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been your PSA for the episode. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those were those were um, the ingredients that got put into the pan. Um, and so Mavia, um, basically, I made her this, like, really, I made her as cool as I could make her, which was, like, Batman. Which, in hindsight, you know, now everyone's like, what? Maybe you should draw your character making more facial expressions. And I'm like, but she's frowning because she's so serious. Like, all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, so I tried. I do try to diversify the facial expressions. Um, but, yeah, she's basically... I have projected onto her Batman characteristics, which is just very serious. Um, gonna solve a problem. we gonna be a ninja about it. Um, uh-huh. Gonna be smarter than thou at all times. Okay. Um, so that's her, her characterization on the surface level, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And for all those other things, um, I've got, I just recently learned the word solar punk, um, which I hadn't yeah. heard before, but I love it. But instead of kind of cyberpunk, which is a little more grimy, solarpunk is, it's a futuristic world where things are kind of good and there's solar power and plants and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Um, So, but like, my... The world I made is a little bit dystopian, but I like the word solarpunk, so I'm going to try and get that... work that aesthetic in a little bit. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, where it takes place is dystopian future Los Angeles, two or 300 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a nuclear explosion because that's a really quick and easy way to give people superpowers on the fly. Radioactive spider, radiation. You know, we love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty standard trope. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So this giant explosion created the X-Men slash writings. Um Oh gosh, that's another thing in the pan. Um, I love ancient history Mm -hmm. um, and I especially was into uh, like ancient civilization uh, Mm -hmm. Mesopotamia stuff Um, the Achaemenid Empire the Achaemenid Dynasty and Persian Empire Mm -hmm. was my favorite I had a teacher who like Literally taught us how to read... I can't remember the word. Cuneiform. Yeah, exactly. To read cuneiform. Mm -hmm. And, like, for extra Mm -hmm. credit, we could translate some of the pillars of Persepolis and stuff. That like, I am Kurush, king of kings. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, But, yeah. So, love ancient civilization. So, that was put in there also. Okay. um, Into this world. Yeah. Okay. And should we talk about the X-Men influence? Because... Oh, um, good point. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, um, the X-Men... Um, served as a pretty major influence in in Mavia's kind of like I guess you could say like situation. Yeah. So not not only like her as a person, but also the like social structure, the, of the, the world, world around her. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I brought up Persia because um, I call the shapeshifters in my universe Rightons because uh, Riton in uh, I think they it was also in Greek and Roman times also uh, or at least. Um, these artifacts exist, but they're cups, kind of like horn cups, but the bottom of the horn has an animal shape at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and I thought that yeah, was super themed, cool. Themed drinkware. Yeah, exactly. Fancy drinkware. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I like the idea of, um, you know, it's a fancy word for a vessel. Woo. Um, mm-hmm. And so because of the explosion, X percentage of the population has become writings. Um and what they can shapeshift into, I've called devas, um, which is depending on which country and which how far back you go in each country, mm-hmm. um, they can mean demons or just spirits. Um, mm-hmm. And so, in my case, to be over dramatic, the desert demons. Um, so okay. basically, um, a writing can shapeshift in, into one of. The following animals: Eagle, snake, uh, spider, scorpion, and wolf. And I chose these animals as, you know, kind of deserty creatures, and I was googling that in the American Southwest there's a highly endangered, endangered, endangered Mexican gray wolf. So Mm haha! No explanation for why there are no lizards. I refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah. So I chose animals that were cool looking. The lizards were too powerful. <laughs> exactly, lizards are far too powerful for this. Um, but yeah, so this X percentage of the population became rightons who could mm-hmm. shapeshift, and similar to the X Men, this kind of has a social stigma. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I've. What? Let's see. What did I write? Since, My blurb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Since you since you mentioned that like a certain percentage of the population is right, and am I correct in assuming then that it's a relatively low percentage of the population, like thirty percent or fewer, or is it on the larger scale? I would say thirty percent of fewer is good. Um, okay. And also, I made it so that there's kind of a division, like a demographic division. Um, I brought I also my in my new society. Um, kind of nomadic living has come back, and that's where Mavi is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have made it that the nomads are generally far more accepting of Rightons than mainlanders. Mainlanders being like normal as yeah. uh, as we are now, yeah. at least yeah, um, sedentary people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and also, you know, it's helpful if you need to find a stray goat to turn into an eagle and be like, ah, there it is, like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's also kind of um more social divisions and subcultures within this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh but there is a little bit of prejudice, but actually that's something I had to think up with the world building of just like, oh, it's kind of upsetting that you just turn into a scorpion. Please don't do that, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise I actually need to, gosh, one of the things I struggle with with world building is I try to just, especially these days, yeah. I've aged myself with my other comments, so you know how old I am. I'm like, just lean into the tropes and be happy. um, Have a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. I
0: I really keep thinking about, like, real world stuff. I've wrecked a lot of my, not wrecked, but, like, a lot of my plot lines. Like, I was like, eh, this is be a nice throwaway. And then I, like, research more about it. It's like, oh, this is really heavy, like... The main, like, if you in chapter yeah. one, the plot is some evil corporation has dumped pollution on their land. And, like, this happened. <laughs> Quick, and, like, call the planeteers. Right, basically. Wouldn't that be nice? But, like, I remember, like, this coming out and then the Dakota Access Pipeline happening. And I'm like, this is sad. I'm sad now. Oh, no. Um, yeah. But then I'm, you know, remembering that here in fiction land, I can do what I want and, like... One of the things I loved about Cape comics um, was that, you know, well, some of them get a little bit too dark, but like, and I don't know, cerebral? I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. They try to just be like, guys, things are so sad. And I'm like, I feel that. But I also Grim-dark. like it when, yeah, like when Superman punches the bad guy and everything's like happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but like that just kind of like, I can make whatever what I want happen and I'm going to imagine the best case possible, in which case a bunch of giant eagles picks up the pollution and dumps it in the bad guy's backyard. Yay! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm gonna try and make myself happier through this webcomic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Relating to what you said earlier about tropes, like, I think at this point, uh, creative people of society are definitely moving towards realizing that, like, having tropes in your story is not necessarily bad. It's right. how you it's it's how you use them that makes a story better or worse. Right, like, exactly. Like if if you only have something happen to fulfill a trope, then that's not the most effective use of it. But if you use it to, you know, like tell tell an interesting story and like examine examine something. Or like you said, like just do it for the sake of fun. Like It's all in the execution, the- baby. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> those are those are all good ways and like effective and beneficial ways to use tropes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but so when I first came up with this world, I made it so that there was a little bit of prejudice against writings. Um I could also like unfortunately it is still very human to be like oh my gosh those people don't live with us they're weird so i can there's also like a kind of nomad mainlander division there so mm-hmm. so that's that um but yeah so there's subcultures and there's power imbalance and mavi is gonna fix it all haha <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that her? Is that her intent? Is it like what she's trying to do, or is that what you, as the creator, are saying that she will do at some point? I, the creator god, have decreed that she will at some point. Gotcha. Okay. Before you do like her first mission, would you yeah. like to talk about like what what is she like as a person? What was what is kind of like her per- her history as a person? Yeah. Excellent. We're going. We're going in. Um, so, Mavia is the daughter of the leaders of, um, one of the biggest nomadic tribes. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, most Ritans can only channel one Deva. Um, so, you're an Eagle Riton, or a Wolf Riton, and that's the thing you can shapeshift into. And you can get Mm -hmm. really good at that, and if you mess up at that, you can have, like, horrible medical problems for the rest of your life. Like, if you're bad at shapeshifting... At best, you might have scales for the rest of your life, and at worst, you might die. So, uh, so that was bad. Um, whereas, um, but Mavia is special because she's the Avatar master of all five elements. No, (laughs) because she, um, can, she was born able to shapeshift into all five of the devas. Mm Mm-hmm. Hence the Avatar influence, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, so, she's got two kind of big expectations on her shoulders. One being, like, she's the first child. And two being, she was born extra special talented. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, she... um, Part of the reason that she got so serious um, is she's she's gotta live up to these expectations. She's gotta prove to everyone that uh, she's taking her role seriously and... Make her parents proud, and that was yeah. another difference from Batman. I was like, she's super serious. Um, but both of but, her parents but she's, are yeah, she are, still has her parents exactly are alive and love her very much. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but so she, but she basically prematurely tried to take on burdens of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so she like. You know, when all the seven-year-olds were trying to learn, it's like, look, I chained my finger into an eagle claw. She's like, good. Now do your hand, but do it very carefully. I will watch you. And she, and meanwhile, this five-year-old's like, uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got um, she's got eldest child syndrome. As a middle child, I always did notice that my poor older sister got so much more heat than me. Sorry, older sister. Yeah. Like, as, <laughs> as an older sister, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so she just really, really... She put a lot of pressure on herself. On herself, yeah. And yeah. It's a bit of imposter syndrome mixed with performance anxiety. She's like, I've gotta be the best! Like, yeah. <laughs> now, I have to ask, yes. um, Are there? Is she also under the pressure of prophecies? Um are there any are are there them. prophecies that surround Mavia and predict, you know, the one who is five or something like that? Now that you mention it, I don't that's a trope I left out of all of my beloved things. Hmm. It's okay. Like like you yeah. don't have to. I yeah. was I was curious because like I personally have recently started watching Avatar the Last Year, but Oh, it's so good. For, Thank you, Netflix, for, the... for putting on Avatar. That was yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And so I'm all I'm already, you know, used to, you know, like like, like the Avatar can control all four elements, well, exactly. but just when the world needed him most, he vanished. he vanished. Yep. It's like, and then you start learning the moves. It was great. God, that intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very good. Gosh, where was I? Okay. So, yeah. Mavia. Mavia growing up. Yeah, Mavia growing up. Um, Gosh, that was another thing that I kind of overthought into editing, Um, but at first I was going to make it so that the the leadership role was hereditary and so she was like the princess and she'd grow up into the leader um but then i keep seeing things like god i hate fantasy when the monarchy wins everyone knows monarchy should be overthrown for democracy it's like shit <laughs> or I was yeah. like oh cred um so i was thinking that probably they're democratically elected but she still just feels a lot of pressure because uh mm-hmm. there are there's kind of like a leader and an uh there's kind of two leaders. One handles basically all the the people interactions. Do, do, does everything that a leader of people would do. And then there's I forgot my own term. Oh my god, it's been a while. Um, it's okay. But um, yeah just, how how important is it to Mavia as a character? It's important uh, that because she's kind of growing into this role. If okay. not, if not like the kind of political leader she would be. Mm-hmm. The whoever's the most powerful righten usually ends up in this position. Okay. And it's kind of, not military strategy, but like chief protector a little bit. Um, yeah. Because uh, in addition to just nature being scary when you're living outside, um, so mm-hmm. there's someone who can shapeshift into a giant wolf and push a boulder out of the way, or, uh, you know, carry six kids over a hill because the parents are sick or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that becomes just an, an important role and that kind is another kind of elected uh leadership role. And it's almost okay. it's almost certain that as born with able to shapeshift into five devas, she's kind of like <smack> set for that role. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's another of the kind of dangers that are in it um dangers of the, of living in dystopian Los Angeles. I have a plot line coming up that might, you know, yeah. happen in 10 million years at the pace I'm going, um, of yeah. kind of traveling the road between Los Angeles and Las Vegas, and how it's, um, in my world, it's like an incredibly dangerous journey because basically there are, like, pirate raiders, a little bit Mad Max style. Yeah. Um, and those are, you know... Uh, my fight scenes. I'm really excited for fight scenes where you can kind mm-hmm. of be like, hey, it's kind of like killing zombies or Nazis. It's fine. You can just have like, ah, punching craziness, swords, and,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: minimum guilt. Like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that, so at some point, Mavia will have to make the journey from, from post apocalypse Los Angeles to post Nevada. Yeah. Through the desert. And I'm uh, for anyone who's ever made that drive, there's this really cool like uh, solar thermal field uh, that it's like just kind of passing this whole like valley with mirrors towards a black tower, and I love that thing. Not really okay. comic, but it's a very cool feature to pass. <laughs> okay, uh, I I've never been that far west, so I will take your word for it. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, so Mavi has got a lot of pressure, um, and she, you know, and it is, it's from the viewpoint of, um, people are expecting this of me, but also, like, I want to be useful to my friends and the people around me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's kind of where she's, her identity is pretty set into this role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think we established how old is Mavia. Is she... I'm kind of feeling like she's a late teen. Yeah, good call. She is 19 years old.
1: Okay. Um,
0: because as an 18-year-old, I felt that 19 was the coolest age, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's, yeah, 19. Uh, she's mastered all the elements slash devas. Um, mm-hmm. And she's... Her... Uh, the plot starts where her parents have sent her and a team as an envoy into the city to find out who's dropping pollution on them, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically her parents are kind of grooming her to, to do more leadership roles. Yeah. 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 So the, so correct me if I'm wrong then the, that, the chapters of the webcomic that are currently out are um, about Mavia figuring out who's been dumping pollution and then solving that problem? Correct. That's going to okay. be chapter one of, or like, the kind of intro arc for all my characters. God, I gotcha. had a, I had this, a friend read it over, um, and I was like, here's everyone that's on the team Mavia's with. And she's, she told me in not so many words that I had Justice Leagued myself, where I was just like, a bunch of people, no intro. It gets confusing. I'm like, no! Nah! Oh. I mean, I <laughs> There's something wrong with League like yet. a cold opening. So there we go. Cold opening. Yeah. My first chapter mm-hmm. or my first, uh, the first chapter is basically on their way into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, they get attacked by the raiders and it kind of just shows all their powers. So I was like, this is fun. And also give me a chance to learn how to draw action scenes. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. Good stuff. Yeah. And then right after that, they're in the thick of it and making enemies baby yeah (laughs) yeah as so frequently happens to the main character in the party (laughs) (laughs) excellent so um since we we've kind of talked about this already um what are some of your favorite things that have happened to mavia or favorite things that she's done you can take it in the sense of, like, things that she's already done in the webcomic, or things that you are excited for her to do in the future. Based on my pacing, a lot of them are gonna be excited to do in the future. <laughs> like- that's, that's that's okay, that's why I extended it to, you know, like, all senses of time here. Bless, excellent. Um, let's see, I am actually very proud of, god, this characters I've invented, but, like, her leadership skills, um, because... Mm-hmm. Um, she's got, oh god, sorry, my alarm is going off. (laughs) I set an alarm for 9pm, because otherwise I won't go to bed, because I'll watch TV instead. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I know that feeling. (laughs) Yup. Um, so she's, she's been taking, you know, trying to become the best human seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. but she has a lot of, uh, kind of friends growing up in her tribe, I'm imagining that the, the tribe she's in is like 300 to 500 people, kind of like just enough for a small town, small village, a village, mm-hmm. not even a town. Um, but so there'd be, God, that's smaller than my high school, but there'd be, you know, kids her age, um, and it would be a big fam- family community type thing. Yeah. Um, and so she showed probably a lot of deference to kids who were older than her, and uh, started taking on responsibility for the younger kids almost immediately Uh uh-huh. type thing which is just like, okay, this one is looking a little bit slow. You must race with me so that you will get faster type thing. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope the other kids didn't think of her as a bully, but they probably did. It was for your own good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like the kind of teaching thing where, you know, like, trying to encourage people to better themselves through competition. God, that's another, like, I think I saw it on Tumblr, but some fan quote. Just, like, Batman's like, I'm just showing you tough love, and Robin's like, you are aware that there are other kinds, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's, that's just a problem inherent with Bruce Wayne, but whatever. <laughs> Indeed, exactly. Um, but yeah, what else am I proud of her? Um, one of the things, if you are listening to this podcast, you got a spoiler. Um, not really, <laughs> yeah. but uh, one of the things that I I like about her is that when she's fighting, she kind of um, doesn't play all her cards. So she'll start only morphing into one Deva. Let like mm-hmm. you know she a normal Raiden. And then she'll, like, bust out a different one as, like, a kill move or to, to like, mm-hmm. trick the other person and be like, Oh, you thought I couldn't fly. Now I'm above you. Like, yeah. Fun stuff. Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she she doesn't necessarily escalate a situation unless she absolutely has to. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And also, I think the first line in chapter one is they're going into the city, going to meet um, their contact, um, and people are giving them nasty looks a la X-Men, and she's like, okay, guys, no shape-shifting in the city, we gotta try and be cool, play it, play it, down, keep our heads down, all that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and also she's always keenly aware that she is representing the Visadana, and that's, God, that's another word I stole from ancient Persian, um, but that's the name of their tribe, yeah. um, and so she's always got to be extra calm, extra collected, don't conceal, don't feel for the frozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So does that mean then since it sounds like then Mavia is a character who is very determinedly self-collected? Yes, exactly. But unfortunately she was made by me, and I cannot fathom a character who's not raging out on constantly on the inside. So she's okay. self-collected, but she's okay. feeling it. <laughs> see see, my question was going yeah. to be um, is there ever a point at which um at which she loses her cool and does, in fact, you know, go go buck wild go on the situation. Yes, it's great. Excellent. Sorry, that's another, I guess that's a trope I, I love when it's like the the calm character freaks out. Like, it's, I, mm-hmm. it's always my favorite. Um, or the person who is usually chill has pulled out a katana. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but kind of already happened where she came, like, in the first chapter where she meets her bad guy. Uh, she was- she came in with expectations that there would be a polite conversation, and Mm -hmm. Jerk was just so rude that she's, like, already started being like, oh god, I'm caught off guard and I'm really mad. How dare this person be so rude? Um, that, um, but unfortunately, I've got a scene planned where, like, there's- a time where she has ushered out her people and she has said something, you know, very calm to her enemies who have, you know, basically thrown down the gauntlet and she says, thank you for speaking, goodbye. And then all her people or, like, her friends are like, what are you doing? We should kill them, we should fight them. And instead she, of, you know, that bottled up anger that she just had to take three steps out of the room, she, like, punches the wall and be like, you think I don't want to, you stupid! Like, (laughs) okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's also one of her traits that will be tested. Can you keep it together when giant monsters are attacking you? Did I mention giant monsters yet? Yeah, how, how patient is this teen? (laughs) Oh god. More patient than me, but less patient than probably anyone in the service industry. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, so people in the service industry, we love you. If you're, if you're listening, we love you and support you. Exactly. Deserve, you deserve to be paid better than you're currently being paid. <laughs> if you need some Purell, let me know and I'll send you some because I accidentally have all those tiny bottles from every time I took a plane ride. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she's patient by her standards. She's come a long way, but uh, she would definitely like. Her dad is very calm and she's nowhere near as calm as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a point there's a there's a balance to be found between being placid and being Donald just Duck. like angry yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, don't worry, I'll give her a good Donald Duck tantrum with swords and shape shifting. It'll be good. <laughs> Oh, before I forget, I don't think we actually talked about... Um, You mentioned that Malvia has kind of, like, um, for lack of a better term, adventuring party with her. Yeah! Her, her, oh, my her, God. Her, her league. Um, Would you like to kind of give, like, a brief description of, like, each member of her party? Because I'm assuming that you know their friends and that they'll be playing a pretty decent part in the story. Yay! Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so she's got um her... Her bro that she was raised with, basically, I originally wanted them to be romantic partners, but then, again, overthought it, and I'm like, ah, the Western Marcus effect would have set in if they were raised together, they're siblings. So they're, like, siblings. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Medi, he is an eagle Um, and he's our resident sad boy. He's He's very calm. Um, and Placid, but, uh, part of that is depression. Sorry, Meddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, relatable. But, yeah. So he'll, uh, he'll, if Mavi ever needs advice, he'll kind of be the angel on her shoulder, whereas Lullaby will be the devil. Um, Lullaby <laughs> okay. is her other good friend. Um, Maddie is 19 like she is. Uh, Lullaby is 21. Um, mm-hmm. and she actually came to the, the tribe. Uh, later, like at age sixteen, she had run away into the desert um, and didn't die because uh, they, the Visadana, found her and were like, uh, "You can stay here. Are you okay?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's a scorpion. Writing. Uh, her nickname is Lullaby as a joke because she has terrible insomnia. Um, yeah. <laughs> and whereas Mavia keeps her rage inside, Lullaby just. Constantly raging she's she's she maybe it's if she got a good night's sleep she'd feel better, but she's just yeah. kind of like she's the mean kid in the group, and like she'll be she'll defend you if you're on her side for sure. Um, okay. but she'll also be the one to to tease you mercilessly, not to toughen your skin, but you will end up with tougher skin <laughs> okay, yeah, and her her uh, solution to both things is like, I could poison them. The end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is uh, that is definitely something that you have as an option when yep. you can turn into a scorpion. <laughs> exactly. Like, we need those in the party, for sure. Mm. Um, and we have uh, Prizaspis. Um I said earlier that if you mess up being a Raiton, things can go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Prizaspes is Meddy's dad, and he was originally uh, the role that I was talking about that's the best Raiton. God, I mm-hmm. can't believe I'll, I'll figure it out later. It's um, okay. <laughs> uh, but it, he, as he was the best writing, um, mm-hmm. and there was an incident that happened. I won't say because it it's a spoiler, and I do want it. There was an incident that happened when Mehdi was four. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an incident that happened where his mother died and his father uh, got horribly injured um and in this case being injured means he can no longer shapeshift back into a human he's trapped in snake form ah yeah exactly um but he has been mavis mentor all these years cuz okay he can't he can't shapeshift himself anymore but he was the best at it so he's um i i realized like quick <laughs> quick yeah. question here we never i don't think we ever discussed um can people can uh can write and speak when they are shapeshifted? Yes. Um, and also, gosh, I love. Okay. This. Um, want some lore? We got lore. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So writing. That's a, that's especially um, that's especially appropriate given the meme that's going around Twitter right now, which is OCs when os, my OCs lore when people don't ask about them, and then <laughs> my my OCs lore when people do ask, and it's like, yes, this oh, podcast that. is here for all the lore. That got me so good. Yeah. <laughs> excellent um but yeah so basically um that kind of those nuances are a matter of practice like a good writing can incorporate all their clothing into their shift um they can not necessarily correlate to body parts like if you wanted to turn into a snake you could you would have to make your head and heart and everything match up um Mm -hmm. a good writing can like turn their arm into a snake or have a scorpion tail come out of their shoulder, or wings come out of their their back instead, like an angel yeah. instead of their arms changing, um, mm-hmm. and that's more skilled. Whereas, like when kids are first learning, uh, they'll they'll end up like accidentally running around naked because they turn into a snake and they're like, "Oh, cool, I did it." Where's my clothes? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and another lore thing is when you if you mess up shifting badly on the one hand there's you know permanent damage and the risk of not being able to change back um worse than that is if you this happens if you stay changed for too long or Mm -hmm. um change your size too drastically so like wrightings we don't care about conservation of mass here this is magic yeah um so like wrightings can also like mess with right correct sizing so like if you yeah, are because it's it, it's not it, it's a lot easier to draw a scorpion in a group shot when the scorpion is not actual scorpion Two size long. right correct <laughs> yeah yeah and like so if you are a scorpion right and you can turn into a teeny tiny regular size scorpion or you can turn into a 10 foot long behemoth if you're in fighting mode um okay but yeah okay. But that's that's very dangerous transformation um you run the risk of turning into a Morsus, which is uh, the monsters of this universe. And they are these horribly deformed-looking giant monsters um, based on your Deva. So if you were a scorpion uh, Deva, you'll look like this giant scorpion monster, but like there are too many arms on it, like human arms, and too many scorpion legs and tails and eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, I think uh my friend took latin i was like how what's the word for tortured and there she was like morsus i guess um but yeah so they they Mm -hmm. look like they're in horrible pain but basically once if you turn into a morsus you become this like raging kill monster for 24 to 48 hours before finally dying Um, yikes yeah exactly so that's something that the tribe has had to run into or like defend against in the past where like you know, they stumbled across this in the desert. They're like, okay, penguin huddle around the kids. Everyone who can fight, come and chop this thing to pieces. Or we'll all, we'll all die, type thing. Okay. So that's a fun monster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, who else is in... We've already talked about three people in Mavia's, like, party. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did we leave anyone out? Yes. Um. So Asa is the team medic. Um, and he's kind of, like... The nice older brother of the group. Um, he's, you know, just very loving and wants to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's Dex, who is the baby of the group at age 17. He got to go along because he's a wolf-rightened, and even though he's 17, he's very good at it. He can shape shift for long periods of time into a large wolf, um, which is good for defense. Woo. Um, yeah. So he got to go along, but he's... The inexperienced baby, and he's trying to prove himself, but he's a dweeb, and we love him. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and Mavi is very much like, I know that everyone here can take care of himself, but I'm going to keep an extra special eye on this baby. Because two years yeah. is a huge amount of time when you're 17 and 19. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is very true. Yeah. And there's also um, Milliken. Oh, God, you know, what's the name of the guy in the office? who steals stuff all the time. I could not tell you because I have never actually seen The Office. Dang it, what's his name? But, like, he's got a good quote. He was like, this is something that homeless people do. I know this from when I was a homeless person. He's just this, like, old man who, like, you know, he works in The Uh, Office. He looks... Creed? Yes! I bet that is it, yeah. Um, But, so, yeah, he is, but he's on... If you get to know him a little bit, you'll see he's sketchy as hell. Um, And that's Milliken. He's this really grumpy old man um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, is very unlikable. um, But he's come along because uh, more lore. (laughs) Sorry, He actually has uh, water power. Uh, I think the first iteration of this comic I made everybody element benders also for more avatar and then i thankfully edited out that maybe that was too much but um basically there's another in addition to ritens there's another group of people who's even rarer than ritens called the offspring and they have um the elemental powers kind of random powers like there's one person who's got like dream powers um and Mm -hmm. one person who might be pyrokinetic kinetic and hydrokinetic and stuff like that but yeah, okay. so, so Milligan was another person that they found in the desert after he had like wandered off and looked almost dead. And he won't tell any he won't tell anyone about his past. He's just a grumpy man who can find water easily, which is good when you're traveling through Death Valley. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but he's come along um, to help, and Mavia puts him to use uh, <laughs> to good use. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, everybody in the party. God, I started playing Dungeons and the Dragons okay. like. Yeah. In March for the first time, and it is lots of fun, oh, c- but yeah, now we're calling it. Congratulations. I-, I hope that you're having a good time. I am, but now I understand some of your other episodes much better. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. But... yeah. 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 <laughs> I-, I-, I appreciate everyone who's been on the show. There has been a considerably high ratio of D D characters to a lot of other things. D D is so fun. Which <laughs> is which is fine. Yeah. I am I am simply commenting on something that I have noticed this is not a, a moral judgment. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, so that's her party. Um mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, if you're sending a smaller group away from the large group, they all have to be pretty good at taking care of themselves in case raiders attack. As they did in Chapter 1. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, this has to be a team that's competent enough to handle their- to find their way through the city and take care of themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Age 19, I think, is when I started traveling alone. Good job. past me. Anyway. Mavi yeah. like- is <laughs> <laughs> handling it much better than me, probably. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she's probably had a lot more opportunities to travel alone than than most people generally do at age 19. <laughs> you make a fair point. <laughs> yeah. And also the circumstances necessitate her having to do it. Right, more. exactly. <laughs> okay. So, before we move into um the last question of the recording, is there anything that you want to address with Mavia that we haven't already talked about? And that and that maybe isn't a giant spoiler for the comic. <laughs> gosh, I don't so know. So that way then if people want to find out stuff, they have to go read it. Woo! Um, gosh, I don't know. I guess that's in the time since the first page to now, like I've changed a ton. And like I mean, that? yeah, it's been it's been it's been eight years. I would no. I would hope that <laughs> I would I would hope that it, over the course of eight years a lot of us change as people. Yeah, no, I guess the only Being, like, not really plot relevant, but, um, there's a lot of decisions I see in the past pages that I, uh, one of the, the downfalls of webcomics, not the downfalls, but a thing that I would like to avoid is a lot of webcomic artists will get pretty far, like chapter two or three, and then realize that there's some element or plot that they'd like to redo and they won't be happy Mm -hmm. unless they do that. And I completely understand that, but... Um, I th- would like to just keep grinding forward if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I definitely do see a lot of decisions I made eight years ago, staring back at me like, Hey, Hey, you were dumb back then. Like, uh, oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it's uh, hindsight is in fact, yeah, um, 2020, but, yeah. but also, I mean, like there's, yeah. there's so many different ways that you can, that you can like address various inconsistencies in your story. Like exactly. Like, oh, this is something that uh hey, turns out the radiation affected something, so now it works differently than it used to, mm. or yeah. hey, turns out that science has proven that this thing is incorrect, yay, yeah, writing challenge, correct all the decisions you made at age eighteen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, woof, <laughs> <laughs> yay, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I don't know, I love I am having a great time. Writing and drawing her, uh, and if you are one of the four people who Good. read my webcomic, bless you. And if you would like to come have a look at it, I cherish all feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we will actually get to that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> but first, your final your final question for today, Michelle, is, why do you love Mavia so much? Oh gosh, I guess at this point I've grown up with her. Like, you know, when you're 18, you think you're grown But now, yeah, whatever, I already said. I turned 30 in April. Happy COVID birthday. Um, Yeah, happy happy belated COVID birthday. Exactly. Um, And your 20s is a trip. Let me tell you all, youth out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just, yeah, I don't know. This character and writing this has been definitely a part of... My entire creative life for so long, and mhm, oh, emotions, I love her, well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of that is de- are those are all definitely very valid reasons to love see, yeah. Your OC. yeah. Um, but also, yeah, her personality, like, like I said, I was definitely too insecure to ever admit that I'm like, these characters are me. And, like, I got, I love those posts on Tumblr and Twitter. It was like, at first I'm like, this character's nothing like me. And then five years later, it's like, this one gets my anxiety. And this one gets my imposter syndrome. And this one gets it. Um, yeah. So that yeah. has definitely happened. This for one sure. gets my love for, gr- this one gets my love of grilled cheese. Yay. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so, like. Mm-hmm. So, all of the characters are me, for sure, but, uh, Mavia, who started out as me just trying to be as cool as possible and make her Batman, um, yeah. I'm, she's become a, like, fully fleshed character with a rich inner life that I'm excited to splash out onto the page, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And if I can ever get to one page a week, maybe we'll get there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> hey, you know what, like... Give give yourself time to get there, and you will. Yay! Exactly. See you when I'm forty for the exciting update. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what? Like, time time doesn't time doesn't time, time does nothing. not exist anymore. Correct. Time means nothing. Exactly. <laughs> do what do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on the episode today, Michelle. I appreciated having you, and I appreciated hearing about Mavia. Thank you so much for having me. It's, I will literally take any opportunity to talk about my OCs. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm accomplishing the mission of Wayward. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, where would you like to be found on the internet? Do you have anything that you would like to promote? As I'm sure that I can think of at least one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at MaviaComic. M-A-V as in voice, I-A, comic? In case mm-hmm. I, I've been told that I my V's sound like B's when I was telling my mom the entire plot of Harry Potter, as 11-year-olds do sometimes, um, she thought yeah. that the bad guy's name was Lord Baltimore for, like, years. Anyway, I love that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Mavia was with a V, and it's uh, Mavia comic, all one word, and mm-hmm. Insta, Twitter, and Tumblr, and Tumblr um, is where you can read the whole website. It's also on Tapas if you search Mavia, mm-hmm. um, and DeviantArt. I'm on DeviantArt. I don't know if uh, I think I'm D draws on that. I'm God bless DeviantArt. I've been on there for so long, and I made I made some lasting friends through there. Good heavens, good job DeviantArt. Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, read my comic and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure that I include a link to it in the episode description. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. The Home for Avid is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Acast, and Stitcher, among other places. If we're not there, let me know and I'll work on getting there. Our theme song is Violet by Pottington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at OC Pod or through the Wayward OC Pod hashtag. You can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And I do have if I'm remembering correctly, because I don't have my my planning doc up. Uh, I do believe I have at least the next guest scheduled out for episodes. Uh, I will probably be posting a call for guests sometime within the next month or so. So keep an eye on the Twitter account for news of when that is going to be. Um, However, uh, you are always welcome to contact me at any point if you're interested in being on the show and I can work on getting you put in the queue. Um, Or if you just have... Anything that you want to talk to Wayward about. Um, I, I forget that social media and emailing can be used to, you know, talk to people and not just uh, solicit guests for podcasts. <laughs> um, but it is always also incredibly helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice and maybe recommend us to a friend because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Humphrey Seas, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Okay, got it. Got everything you need. You said you have your printout. You have a drink. I got a drink. Yes. I'm ready to go. My okay, sister cool. got me into Lacroix. We're getting very fancy here. Ah, oh, <laughs> Lacroix. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in years. So My mom still tries to say LaCroix, and I'm like, we can't do it, Mom. We can't do it. We can't live yeah. in this household like this. <laughs> yeah. This is an ad for a Pokemon Actual Play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death, and crime, and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokémon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! (laughs) Okay, okay, fine. It's... Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokémon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokémon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokémon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh.